Hello, everybody. Once again, it's another fine Thursday night with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And we got some stuff to get into this week. Talks about TV 14. Ric Flair and Chris Jericho having drama and some new tag team champions that I think some people did not see coming happened on AEW last night. So we're going to be a little bit all over the place. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starting right now. How's it going out there? It is Thursday night. It is 8 p.m. You know that means it's time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Another fine week of wrestling action to get into this week with the whole crew almost joining us in attendance tonight. We got two James across yeah. the And the top left has me in the driver's seat instead this week as he's getting <laughs> situated here. The giant crab Jamal right underneath him and Silly Sellis bringing up the tail end here. Gentlemen, how's it going this week? What up? Doing good. Good to be back. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I'm trying to think. It, it has been a uh, an interesting day. We not one of our most drama filled weeks, but there was some news out of nowhere today that has popped up. It seems to be changing as the day goes by. We had to change our banner that we're going to put up in a second for what <laughs> it said. What's going on, Andrew, man? What's happening? <laughs> I, I know I know. our man Andrew Zarian, who's been on the show with us before, he, he's, he's, he made a big reveal, and then now he's dialing it back, and he's going to reveal some more in the morning. But what we're getting at, the interesting talk is that WWE Raw apparently may be moving to a TV 14 rating from the PG rating it has been at for a number of years now. Andrew Zarian uh, reported this this afternoon, and at the time he said it was a done deal, that it was happening this Monday. It was it was going to happen. It was ready to go. And right before we went to air, he's dialed it back now. And now he's saying that it's not happening Monday, but there's discussions. There's discussions about it. It may happen in the future, which could mean a lot of different things in my mind. But I guess where we should start at is initial, I guess, thoughts and reactions to the idea of, okay, if they go from TV PG to TV 14, what does that, I guess, immediately What's your initial reaction to that? Two chains. What What are you thinking when you heard this news today? All right, so I, I quickly saw sort of the 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 uh, um, the, the secondary tweet that came out, or basically he's like, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, and you know, people are in the comments savagely right now. I, I have got to say that um, Andrew 
as a journalist, as a uh, insider, I, I definitely respect his work, and, and and his approach is much different than the, uh, the typical uh, wrestling journalism in terms of uh, breaking news and whatnot. So, uh, one, him breaking his news initially and coming back respectable because he could just say, "My sources said this. That's what I'm sticking with, and I'm just gonna go with it and see what happens." But instead, he said, "Hey, something else." We'll see what happens. We'll talk about it later. So respect that on that note. Um, and to me, I have to say, because and I don't know, so I'm speculating he- heavily on this. I also suspect that this isn't coming from like a WWE thing. This seems like a right. network thing in terms of the, 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 the noise that he's hearing and whatnot. And I think this is actually a super brilliant move by USA Network because I think their whole slate of things for uh, their nights in order to to start to revamp relevancy uh, to that network. I think that they do need to make a change. And I think with this being one of their flagship shows, this seems like a good move. This seems like a very smart move. I would assume that, you know, they kind of look over at Fox and say, hey, they're kind of getting away with some of them things, you know. Fox is much bigger network and whatnot, but you know they're getting away with certain things. And 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 look how successfully they are are they are in terms of their analytics. I know it's different because cable television and not, but I think you have to kind of look over there as well too to say like, what are other networks doing? What is the other network doing with the same property that we have? We have the bigger show, yet they seem to be thriving better. You know what? What are these things? And I just think that. This seems like a very perfect storm for this decision to be valid. But I also think that this brings a lot of intrigue from not only just a wrestling level, but from a network level as to seeing USA Network turn the page to kind of restate the relevancy in cable television. Let me jump in there for a second. So I, I agree with you too, James. And I think it's twofold that's happening here myself. I think USA has already had content when you talk about different words that they're using, like, you know, shit and other things of that nature that they're allowing on that TV 14 market that they're allowing on the USA Network with different shows. And I think they want to align wrestling with those shows and things of that nature. However, I think the kickback that's going to happen here, and as you mentioned, is a little bit with these sponsors. When you think about some of these sponsors that are on WWE or on the USA Network or even with Peacock, they might be more family-oriented sponsors that may pull out if they're afraid that WWE is going to go back to some of the content that they had back in the 1990s or early 2000s with that TV-14 rating. And I think it was a done deal. I think it was like USA, oh, we're going TV-14, we're doing this, we're going to start Monday. Let's put out the advertisement for it. But here come the sponsorships saying, you guys are going to do this? We're pulling out. And if you got so many sponsorships that's pulling out on top of these things, you're putting wrestling or WWE rather in a bind where it's like, okay, do we risk more edgier content or more profanity and things of that nature? Or do we scale back and say like, oh, wait a minute, we don't want to lose our sponsor because that's a lot of revenue that's going to come in that we don't need to do. And that's a hard decision for them to do. And when you think about it, it might take some time if WWE wants to pull that. Now, let's say just pull from the USA Network in general. Now, here's another thing to look at. You got Peacock, and I know Peacock is part of the USA Comcast Xfinity, whatever network or universal network, rather, that's the proper uh, industry that yeah. can build that content if you go exclusively on streaming for Peacock, where they don't mind probably going on that TV 14 versus what USA would do because you have some different alignment there. Now, do I think WWE needs to go there? 
it's touche. I, I, I'm not sure, but you can still do edgy PG content if you do it or build it up in the right way. Not necessarily happy though TV 14, but what I don't want them to get in the territory is going to what AEW is doing with their type of wrestling content at TV 14, because now you're going to dip into something that's a little bit lower than you just to try to keep up with some competition on other shows. Hey, so this one thing I'm going to add to that is to also think like considering the programming for uh, Raw goes right into Miz and Mrs. I think you want continuity between the shows here. Yep, yep. Um, reality, good point, good point. Reality TV is big, you know, Hulu launched a monumental deal for the Kardashian show for reason. Disney, by the way. Um, and, and that's because, like, no matter how much I dislike it, <laughs> it's very popular. And that's why they keep coming out with all these mm -hmm. plethora of reality shows left and right. You got streaming services invested into them. So, USA Network, if you, if you want to actually become, again, a player in the game, NBC Universal, if you want to claim, you know, your, your, your relevancy in this, then you have to make changes. And I think that USA Network uh, I think to kind of start there to say, like, again, our flagship show on Monday, prime time Monday, we got to make some changes here. You know, we got to see if we can, we can at least be in the same ballpark. Let's spice possible. it up some. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you got to think like, hey, you signed the contract because you know how lucrative wrestling is. But when you say wrestling, when you say lucrative, the one thing you think about is the attitude error, the golden days, you know, the golden ages, shall I say, of it. So I, I think that this is quite a, a very interesting decision to go with here and also one other thing i say is when you think about the pg-13 era well what stars are still around to really you know have their claim to fame to their you know their rise in in fame in that era they're all gone seen i think was the last kind of one so like hey now that the 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 the, 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 the page is kind of turned with the superstars I think it's only right that the show does it too and then i think the network's like hey we were thinking the same thing so you know it's just interesting. All this is kind of like surfacing right now in talks. And, and let me add this too. And I, I know uh, Jamal and 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 everybody wants to get in there, you know, well too. But let me ask. Let me ask this question too. Maybe a flip as an additional question. If you go TV fourteen, who is the wrestler on the Raw brand, or maybe just in WWE in general, that can be the face of that TV fourteen? Roman. <laughs> uh, of course. Roman all day. I mean, again, you 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 label him as you know part of the Samoan dynasty and all that heritage, and then you say, Oh, yeah, that's the rock's nephew. Oh, you, you soon as you start going with that, you start thinking he's a mouthpiece, and you start saying, Hey, I want to hear him do what the rock does, you know, because that's literally what you're gonna think. That's how it always is, you know. Um, and I think that well, in order for him to be rockish. <laughs> he got to have the chains a little bit uh, loosened up for him in order to do what he do. And we've seen him kind of like dabble into that, kind of get a little bit raw. So, and it's, it's worked on SmackDown. So, you know, again, why not let it happen? I think also to their other stars, let Ronda Rousey. I think a lot of people don't think she's good at Mike because in the UFC, you was able to say whatever you wanted to say. And then you had to come here and you had to put a muzzle on. It's not going to kind of work so easy for you. Yeah, hey, that's uh, that's something I was wondering about. That a lot of people were jumping on already today, as soon as this news came out. What does this mean for the ladies, for the women's division? Does it mean a change of a direction? I mean, I immediately made the joke that, oh damn, Toxic Attraction now they got they set to be main eventers on Monday night. They're gonna get the call up, <laughs> right? Right. But I mean, all jokes aside, 
does this mean, uh, you know, some spice and things up to how things used to be for the ladies? Or, is, yeah. you know, would it, were they going to stay the course? But Or is there room for both? You know, is there room for the presentation we've had and some uh, spiciness of a TV 14 variety? Um, yeah, so here's where I don't care. Yeah, we knew that yeah. was coming. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, the WWE, for the past 70 years, have presented their brand of wrestling. It didn't matter what the rating was. It didn't matter how long the show was. It didn't matter what era it was in. This is what they do. If you like it, cool. If you don't, then, you know, you got something else to watch. But the bottom line is that WWE is going to WWE all the live long day. So what's the difference between 97 to 2002, 2002 to 2008-ish versus today? Well, it's not the in-ring stuff. It's the -the out-of-the-ring stuff. Uh, there's no more Chuck and Billy, you know, gay marriage uh, shenanigans. There's no more giving birth to a hand. There's no more, uh, you know, Bischoff and his hot lesbian action. Uh, you know, that has little to do with what's happening in the ring. So if you watch WWE for the wrestling content, why? But if you do, then that's not going to change too much. What could change is the hour and 50 minutes of promo time in a three-hour raw. That doesn't move the needle for me anyway. So the idea is whether they go to TVPG, whether they go to TVMA, whether they just have the thing on Spice in 4K, <laughs> the bottom line is, is that the wrestling shouldn't change too much. And that's kind of why I would watch the show if I gave a shit about it. Until they put on a more compelling in-ring um in-ring show. I have no reason to watch the WWE, not because they suck, just because there are better things on. If you are looking for more drama, more suspense, and the occasional curse word, okay, cool. But there's also better shows on than that. So the real question for me is, TV 14 in 2022, when GCW exists, when AEW exists, when uh, JCW exists when other shows that you can watch readily with a decent internet connection, they already do that. So, what exactly is WWE going to bring to the table by having such a spicy rating? And again, we're talking TV 14, which is still a step below Family Guy at TVMA. So, there's that. And it also only applies to Raw, which is on cable, which has different you know censorship rules than pay TV. Uh, I doubt if they can get with such a a hard rating before nine o'clock on Fox because of FCC rules. So if you watch Raw, you know, maybe you'll notice something different. If you watch SmackDown, maybe you won't. And if you watch NXT, maybe you'll notice something different. And the last thing is, it's four days from now. Now, I know that WWE flies by the seat of their pants all the time, and I know that they... Uh, the rumors are they rip a script up hours before the show and they'll, you know, piecemeal together a new show moments before air. That's very different than changing the tone of a show. That's very different than changing the inflection of a show. Uh, you know, we kind of do the same thing. We have an idea of what we're going to talk about throughout the day. But the bottom line is that somebody said that you had to put on a different feel of a show in four days. No, we would, we would need a little bit more time to talk about that. I'm not saying the WWE can't do it because they literally have an army of writers and, and talent. And, of course, Vince, you know, ha- has his vision. But how do you 
pull that off to make a sudden switch in four days. And the rumor is, is that they're on the fence about it. The, the tone of the show would, would dramatically change in four days. I'm not saying that they can't pull it off, but why would they put themselves through the pressure to do it by the 18th when they literally have the rest of the year to figure it out? I, I, I don't know if I like, I don't know if I got that conclusion. Like if it happens, if it was going to happen next week, I don't think there's a bit of pressure there. I, I think well, it's the, just the, like the reason why I say this is because they're on the fence about it. The, the word was, this is going to happen. Now the word is, we're not sure. So you're telling me that seems to me that they're at square one. So how do you change the feel of a show bet- between now and Sunday night? I, I don't know. And I also, I mean, again, I, I kind of read a couple of things. Well, first of all, Cels, I know you would know, or maybe uh, you, two of you know, because I never know. Uh, when is the next season of television? Is it September? Uh, September. 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 Yeah, September. Okay. Like the third week of um, September. Yeah, right. uh, just after Labor Day, May sweeps just ended. Yep. So a lot of, that's why you have the summer break um, yep. around Memorial Day. Yeah, uh, they yeah. take the summer off and they go into or their summer season rather, yep, which is yep. a lull. And then uh, September uh, fall TV starts uh, just after Labor Day. Correct. Right. So, so, so for me, first thing I heard the news, I was like, "Oh, new season." And I was like, "Wait, I think it's in September." So yep. that that seems like a change in terms of like turning the page or whatnot. But like again, if it was to happen next week, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's like pressure in terms of the network to the, the to the brand to the show. I think it's just a decision to say yay or nay, and then WWE investing them could decide what they want to do. There's has to be like a well, whole script. They still have thing to submit they... the show for the rating. So yeah. that, that so that's the bottom line. It's not it's not it's not a sporting event. They still have to yeah. submit the show. Yeah. So and that happens that a couple happen. days before, right? Exactly. That can't happen Monday. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. They need to, so they need to tell the government what the show is. Yeah. Or, or yeah, what, they, what they should expect. So yeah. that's my point. It's Thursday night now. They're on the fence per this one guy's report. Okay, cool, whatever. Take it for what it's worth. But if that's all day Friday, all day Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning, 9 a.m., they need to talk to the government about what the show is going to be. So you mean to tell me three days you're going to change the complexion of this event, regardless mm-hmm. of what they already wrote or what the storyline or what the skeleton is? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't think you, 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 you have such a radical change in three days. Yeah. Granted, they can because they do it all the time. I just Not think throughout the whole stupid. show. I just think it's a bit stupid yeah. to do it when you have the rest of the year to figure it out. Yeah. If Why they do anything Monday? Monday? If they do anything Monday, it'd have to be very like slight, just like a segment or something where they dip their toe yeah. into things. Yeah, yeah, like they do it in one part of the show. It doesn't have to be the entire show. But again, I think it goes back to if they're doing or this, we get Mandy Rose they... popping out of a birthday cake. <laughs> there you go. Toxic Attraction makes her debut. Just yeah, like that. <laughs> Nikita Lyons shows up on Monday. There you go. I mean, it's so funny. That's the two everybody's talking about. <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't, it, knowing who we're dealing with, yep. it wouldn't shock me in the least bit. But I guess part you of don't that. Think Joe Gacy is like a, 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 a prime suspect here. You know, letting him <laughs> on network television and going getting unleashed. That could be something. But oh boy. I mean, <laughs> I guess it really it really is going to come down to what they're trying to accomplish by changing this rating. What well, what would be the end game? What would be the goal? And I think it, part of it goes back to what Celis was saying that it is going to be a balancing act because we know they're involved with like some very big companies, whether it be Mattel or mm-hmm. Progressive on you know sponsoring SmackDown and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. they're they're not going. What we're saying, I guess, really is in the end. 
handcuffs are not going to suddenly come off. They're just going to be loosened. That's all it's going to be. So I, in so many ways, the more I think about it, I can't see a real dramatic change from what they're doing now. But at the same time, it's like, well, what would the, what would they change? That would be enough of something to warrant. We need to go from PG to TV 14. It's like, because they're already kind of pushing the curse words. Yeah, I mean, when they already kind of do that stuff as it is, they do stuff with language. Somebody can have a cigarette, I guess. Uh, You know, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think sponsorships are at hand here. And also, I think on the other token too, if you do lose some of these uh, really established sponsorships, I also think there's a a lot of other ones who may be looking to step in. And 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 crypto has got to be wondering, like, hmm. Oh no! Oh no! Crypto, yeah, I know, but hey, they they dishing out sponsorships left and right. But I would think somebody like crypto or or Robin Hood or all those would go be like, hmm, can we get in there? You know, yeah, okay, you, um, yeah, and, you keep investing in that then. Not, not not I. Um, doesn't um, uh, DraftKings aren't they a sponsor? Afraid, yeah, yeah. They're not a sponsor Eight. for WWE. No, no, not that, not that I've ever. They seen. better not be. What? They they've had a they've had some gambling thing more. Yes, I think they have I, in the past. Yeah, because maybe I've, not I've, currently. I've definitely seen like a, a, a some type of gambling thing with like the bump or, or like. In, I in, think in that was always bump. on their premium shows though. When they was on like pay per views on Peacock, right, I think right. that's when you see them the most. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like you know, sponsorships. There's tears of them all over the place. You know, there just there's the bottom of the barrel. You know, somebody like all right, let me not say that because you never know who might try to sponsor us. <laughs> but sponsorships have tears, and I think like, hey, it, it, Mattel's obviously going to play because Mattel uh, has a toy line for everything right now. So you know, they're they'll be there. Funko's going to be around. You know, Netflix is going to be around. Um, interesting. I actually got an interesting take about Netflix um, and WWE. But yeah, Netflix will be around, um, and and then you still got the cock. The cock is going to be around. They don't have to worry about that. They're not going nowhere, and that's who's paying the dollars. So like, you know, if they went to another rating, like, I fear not. They're not losing sponsorships, but I think it is going to allow the network. I, I feel like the network is the bigger is the bigger discussion here. The network gets to add continuity amongst their primetime television. You know, when you want to do WWE and then you want to do a reality show, and then when Men's and Misses is not there, you plug in another one. Rest in peace, uh, 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 Chris Lee knows best. I don't think that's coming back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, shows that you can plug in there to say, like, hey, you know, WWE, you know, you know what you're getting. The, the perception of WWE is never going to change. It's always going to be bra and panties, that fake stuff curse words beer and all that other stuff that stuff is always going to have that identity but to know that's on then to know that your next favorite reality show is coming on that's also going to have that same tone and to, i mean let's let's call it what it is wwe is a reality show a comeback it's sport. an office drama it absolutely is so it just works you know and it just fits the whole identity of what, of what they're doing so why Take- not turn the knob up a little bit you know Take me back here for a second, and, and Jamal, you can probably help answer this too. Now, let's go back to the 90s when Raw was 9 to 11, and it went from Raw to Warzone. It right. was Back then, it was TV 14 for both Raw and Warzone, but Warzone had the more edgier content because it was later in the hour, correct? Right. Could yeah. they, 10 could to 11 they, was crazier. Could they do that essentially with Raw? Like, be TV 14, but maybe change the branding of what Raw is in this title – 
from eight to nine is different from nine to ten for different from ten to eleven because I think from nine to ten or after nine oh. that's when you can use more curse words and things during that time so they can range out that time frame into three hours of how they make that edgier content. But you know what's coming back. Ways. You know what you. I know what you're asking for. You want Raw Underground back. You want Raw Underground back with Shane <laughs> and the strippers and all that having their fight club. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> so the short answer is, I'm not entirely sure if safe harbor rules apply to cable. Because because you have to buy into cable, that's uh-huh. why you're able to get away with more stuff, though it's generally considered that the edgier stuff is presented after 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. However, we're talking about a TV 14 rating and not TV MA. So mm-hmm. this, again, is still not on the level of South Park or Family Guy or you know Bob's Burgers or things that appear on regular TV yep. anyway. But remember when they air. South Park comes on at 10 o'clock, or at least it used to. Family guy comes out at nine o'clock or but with a disclaimer. So um or whatever they have, that's the edgier stuff that's on Fox is at nine o'clock, not eight. So uh the long and short of it is we're not seeing that much of a jump between barbed wire death matches and you know and two out of three falls. It's that's not that. But I think what we will see is a more uh a more adult uh program. And when I say adult, I mean college age, you know, you can get away with mm-hmm. stuff again. They're rated. They're, the ratings change you from, hey, if you got kids, maybe your parents should watch it with you too. Well, eh, middle school should be cool. Mm-hmm. That's what we're, that's mm-hmm. the, that's what we're debating. That's the that's the big yeah. jump we were talking about here. Yep. So yep. we're not talking even even adult. We're talking. Eh, you know what? If you got a book report tomorrow, you might want to watch this <laughs> with your kid. That's what we're talking about. So yes, I don't yeah. think it's going to change that much. Now, of course. Of course, the big question is, are they doing this to roll out the Burberry carpet for Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't I did not I did not think that's where he's going with that because the other bit of like, you know, uh narrative behind this is that well, did they do this for Cody? Does this allow Cody to kind of do what he wants to do? Well, if Cody's main uh, yeah. event. He, you know he's going to bleed like it's the 28th of the month. Listen, listen, Cody Christ is here to save pro wrestling. And he with, certainly is. And, and alongside of Brandy, next to Stephanie McMahon, who created women's wrestling. Yep, I this, was there. This, this big bang in one area is catastrophic, and who knows what's to come. And I think this is just a change. All seriousness, though, I, I would have to think that Cody, and it'd be really interesting if Cody has been at some point still kind of chiming in backstage uh even with his injury but i would have to think that this man respects cody not only as a whistleblower <laughs> but as somebody with the intelligence to run a production to be somebody that he can uh trust in order to give insight on things moving forward and then there's a other really 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 big element to this his shows well, how do we get those on this network? You know, did the, is the network involved in the, in the idea that rose to the top? Only had a season one. Would we'll love to see where the season two goes. Is it something that the cop can get access to? Wait, what was it on before? It was on. Uh, it TNT. was on um, TNT. Warner, yeah, Warner, Warner Media, Warner Media Discovery. So I would wonder, is it something that they say, hey, can we? Matter of fact, matter, matter, matter of fact, there's a huge void in Atlanta in reality TV, as I mentioned earlier. With uh 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 Chrisley knows best, so why not go ahead and see if there's something that they they, they can create with Brandy and um 
and Cody. And then again, I think the biggest thing to think about is here, this is a network move to me. This is not a WWE move. This is a network move looking to restate, reinstate their relevance in primetime television, looking at their flagship show, looking at ways to create more content and, and so on. I think that, you know, they have to know that Cody being on this side of the bridge now, what can we do? How can we utilize him? He is a brand. He is not a wrestler. So you want to be able to do what you can do uh, the, the utmost with him. So I'm interested to see where it goes for, you know? Yeah, Man. I think I think <laughs> that's why I think it's going to come down to. We, we just, Cody, interestingly, he did tweet something out this afternoon. He just put up a, a smiling face, yeah. wink, winking emoji, just kind of. Mm-hmm. This afternoon, with no further explanation, kind of right around when this news started to happen. So, whether he's involved in it or hell, maybe it was something that was being talked about when he was uh, making his deal to come. Who knows? I, I, at this point, I guess we got to stay tuned. We got to see if this goes anywhere. And uh, then what it looks like when it does. I mean, we know what the attitude error looked like. And I think that's one thing people got to keep in mind is a sudden, like, Oh, they're gonna go from TV PG to TV fourteen. People it's gonna come out with like, guns and everything yeah, now. <laughs> well, a lot of people, I think, were already acting like it's like this magical switch that was suddenly mm-hmm. gonna like change well, everything. And it's like it don't work like that. I think you know? a lot of kids that weren't alive during the Attitude Era that are watching it in retrospect, obviously don't. They didn't understand the generational context that goes with it, whether it's Jerry Springer or Jenny Jones and the Ricky Lakes and the Donahues of the world. And understand like what that was, where we were as a as a culture, as a country, um, slightly different than where we are today. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, is that I really do think that this is going to be an interesting push. But also, we're not in 1997 anymore. And does the country have a palette for uh, an attitude era WWE? Doubtful, but we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Yep. As you said, it's not going to just be uh, off and on switch, but this is intriguing. And I think uh, our guy, Andrew, will get to the bottom of this. We're, you know, expect some more tweets coming from him um, and, and we'll kind of see where things go. But I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued, but we'll, we'll see what happens here. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. folks welcome back it's your big gold belt wrestling podcast on this fine thursday night and this part of the show is usually where we switch gears for a second giant crab do we have an indie spotlight to get into this week wow it wouldn't be thursday if we didn't i wouldn't be doing due diligence if i didn't find the place (laughs) that you need to be in this weekend to get all your wrestling and actually because of the timing 
uh, because we will be on the air in this same spot, in this same space while this show is going on. Uh, you got a week to wait because the India Spotlight this weekend is happening down there in Morrow, Georgia, and it is Terminus 3, and I am goddamn excited for this one. Uh, it's Terminus 3, <laughs> Modern Age Pro Grappling. Uh, first of all, I'm going to need you to calm down. I'm going to need you to chill. Uh, the meet and greet and doors open at 6.30. Uh, bell time is at 8 o'clock. I will be on Fight TV with bells on. Totally not watching this while we're recording the show. But uh, it's <laughs> next Thursday at 8 o'clock. The Oasis Event Center that is 6975 uh, Jonesboro Road in Morrow, Georgia. Uh, tickets start at $25. They go up to $75. You can get them at Eventbrite. Uh, eventbrite.com slash Terminus 3 or Terminus Pro on the Twitter machine. The big match uh, of course, the, the biggest match uh, of all time, of all next week, of all of 8 o'clock, <laughs> Jonathan Gresham versus Konosuke Takeshita, uh, your Ring of Honor champion versus one of the hottest uh, you know, runs you'll see in all of wrestling this year. Takeshita is a machine, and he's absolutely putting in work. He's been on a hell of an excursion from DDT uh, in the U.S. <clears throat> and in Europe uh, for the past year. Um, you also got... Yeah, you also got uh, Baron Black versus Jay Lethal, part two, which is a hell of a match for the last show. Uh, Queen Aminata, who, honest to God, should be on national television every week, uh, versus <coughs> Michael Slavovich, who should be right there with her every week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, so, you know, a, a couple more matches, and not to bury the lead. I mean, like, it's already a great show. We're, listen, I'm going to need you to calm down. Are you sitting down? I'm going to need you to calm down. <laughs> QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. Uh-oh. The factory in the building. I know. I hope you're sitting down. Uh, versus C4. It's at 8 o'clock this Thursday, July 21st, a week from 20, uh, 40 minutes ago. Yeah. I mean, right now we could be in the presence of QT over, over the internet. What a time to be alive. Uh, it's the Oasis Event Center in uh, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, down there in, in Morrow. Uh, it's 6975 Jonesboro Road. Go get your tickets right now. If there are any left. I know I just name dropped TQT at the back end because I really wanted to save the ability to get tickets right now. If, if, if Eventbrite is locked up, you order it on fight because QT is in the building. My God in heaven. Well, what does this even mean? Uh, it's Terminus, and that's your indie spotlight for this week. All hail. <laughs> QT Marshall. Get on it. Get on them tickets, folks. QT's name is on the on the marquee, so that means the tickets. He is the marquee. <laughs> He's the whole show. He may Never not be the John foundation. Gresham. Gresham is the foundation, but QT is the keystone. There you, go. there you go. Boy, boy, folks, next Thursday night, you better be on it. You better Wait, was that be here. was that a Halo reference? Uh, no, it's a building reference because oh, okay. QT's are the cornerstone of, of building. What are you doing? What are, what are you doing? Um. But, but, but honestly, if I'm not here, it's because I'm in Atlanta. Dead serious. I'm looking at flights right now. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, 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 why, why are you at the show? Make sure you jump on. Jump jump on jump on the show while you're at the show. That might have we to need- happen. I'm bringing yeah. my laptop. There you go. There you go. So I guess we got to rewind it 24 hours now to last night to AEW Dynamite because... We kind of had, I think, a bit of a surprise happen last night. I think it was some people caught off guard. And uh, a little changing, I guess a changing of the guard happened last night because we suddenly have 
new AEW World Tag Team Champions in Swerve. Shane Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee won the belts last night in a three-way over uh, the Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks and, of course, the Young Bucks, who were the champs coming in. And they had a hell of a match last night on AEW Dynamite. Lots of action and nonstop excitement and here we are suddenly with new aew tag team champions and new and new there you go and i don't think a lot of people were expecting it going into things there seemed to be a lot of support that was growing for uh lee and swerve but i don't think people thought right now is necessarily the time this was going to happen with everything going on with ftr and all those belts that are collecting and happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, elaborate more on why, because that's that's what I didn't understand. Why? Why were people completely caught off guard that this happened? What? What? What's the whole tone of that? Like, yeah, I get the FTR aspect of it, but is there something else to make as to why a title could not change hands here? Is I don't it- know. Okay. I'm about to say it's just so rare now where when a time where we were younger, it happened more regularly, like, oh, it's a chance it's a title match on on regular cable TV. So it happened. It's just you never see it. Warlord won last week. Mm, that's, that's like a well, and let me take it back. Let me rephrase. A secondary title, it to me is different from the type t- top title of that that regime or that genre of wrestling. So I, when you think but when you think about tag team. You know, that's the tag team titles are the top of the tier, and the world title will be for singles. That's just my opinion. I never look at the tag titles as ever top. They're always have been kind of mid cardish to me. I, I don't know. I think I think it depends on the on the talent. I think like when the Bucks hold it, I think you do think it's top tier. I think FTR. I think you know uh, the Lucha Brother. I think certain tag teams make tag, the tag team titles look elevated but like on the other end you look at somebody like rk bro you're like ah, they just got kind of put together mid car you know and also i think too like when you think about established tag teams you think well the highest pinnacle for them is the tag team championships which means that they are at their highest peak that means the belts are at their highest point but when you look at somebody like keith lee swerve randy orton riddle all world champions you can look at them yeah Tony can put the title on them. This is a stepping stone until they end up going somewhere else, you know? So I I, I think, and this just to like get Will and Jamal in there, I think my issue was that God knows I love Swerve and, and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people were like, whoa, what about these established tag teams that are out there that you brought in, that you talk about building the tag team division in AEW? And then you you put tag teams together, and then you're giving them the titles. Does that then kind of like you know? Does it devalue the championship? Does it devalue the win? What does that mean? Because I don't know, man. I, I look for the day to see Top Flight. You know, whenever they can be both be healthy. But I look at a team like Top Flight. Like I need the titles on them because that's the truest epitome of elevating your tag team division. The young and hungry, you know, that that got it, you know, private party, you know, folks that's been around, that's been put in the work this entire time, you know, you want to see them get a chance to be on the on the on the top stage. But like now you look at it, it's like, oh, that's definitely not happening. Cause now you look at it, it's like, oh, keep Keith and Swerve. You're like, all right, well, you probably running back with the Bucks. You probably have to do the whole thing with um with uh, I'm gonna say, well, you do got FTR, you do got team Taz, you know, you got those teams, like you know they're gonna go out to go through them again. So when do these other teams get a chance and stuff like that? So like my biggest, that was just my biggest surprise is like, 
I think this now just really shakes up the tag team division in a way that I think some of these tag teams that were brought in, like, oh, my God, they actually looked at the indies. They looked at these established tag teams that needed a national platform to, to, to elevate themselves. Now you look at them like, I don't know if they're ever going to be on the radar again now. It's so heavy up top with, with, with star power and X talent that, you know, you don't, it, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a chance. So, like, that was the biggest shot for me is that they just went with this direction and how that must impact things going going forward, you know? Yep, I I, I generally agree. Uh, a little bit of a different take because I don't like uh, Keith Lee and Strickland as a, a tag team. Um, I hate odd couple tag teams where it's like frenemies and then all of a sudden they make it work and then they don't make it work. I don't care. Uh, either break them up or make them a thing, but don't bullshit me in the middle. So that's the first thing. So I, I'm on Discord last night and I'm slightly annoyed because you have, well, another odd couple tag team of Starks and Hobbs, but they are definitely established as a duo together. Maybe they don't have the cool tag team tandem combos like the Beaver Boys do, like FTR does, like the Bucks do. Uh, and then, of course, the rebuttal was, well, Hangman and Kenny won, and they were a good tag team. They weren't a good tag team. They are two <laughs> good wrestlers that worked well together, but they're not a good tag team. Uh, you know, And that's that's the thing. Is this Kevin Durant and Kyrie, or is this Steph and Clay? That oh. one is a team, and one are talented guys that making it work. And no disrespect <laughs> to uh, to, um, to to uh, Strickland and Keith Lee. Uh, I think that's but, an amazing uh, analogy, sir. That, that that is, I give you that one. <laughs> yeah, but that's not necessarily what I want to see when you talk about the tag team. And then, of course, around the corner, you got FTR and the Briscoes happening in, in Lowell at the um, at the on the twenty third. Uh, you know, whenever the hell Top Flight gets back together. A private party getting back together. And then more importantly than that, for me, biased as a fan, if not now, then what for uh, for um, um, Starks and Hobbs? If not now, then when? They've come so close so many times, but for no reason. And okay, fine. Well, Starks has the FTW title that he doesn't defend and nobody cares about. Okay, cool. So whatever. And, and then you give it to Strickland, and, and then who are these frenemies that, well, it just doesn't make sense. It's not personally what I wanted, so I'm slightly annoyed about it. You know, good on them for, for winning the belt. Um, Lucha Brothers kind of, their reign ended in on a sour note, you know, not necessarily because of the injury, but largely because it was whack. Uh, you know, I, I wanted, you know, the, the I miss the old AEW where tag teams were an actual <laughs> thing. Um and, and not just piecing together these guys. Um, hell, even even Jericho and, and Sammy were like more of a cohesive team than because they uh, were just because they still was a stable. Because they still was a stable. You know, exactly. it makes sense. You know? Exactly. But you know, uh, um, so it doesn't matter if you've done it before. You know, the acclaimed, uh, you know, should be in there. Even the Gun Club should be in there. But then you don't have that. They give to Lee and they give to Strickland, and that's cool. But honestly, I, I just think they kind of. Not necessarily drop the ball, but it's just like we're seeing more and more these guys that the actual pillars of AEW kind of not necessarily being pushed aside, but we can't see them anymore in the crowd because everybody's up at the top. 
<laughs> does it feel does it feel too WWE putting two singles guys together and doing the they're, they're immediately winning the tag belts? I wouldn't know because I don't watch it. <laughs> but <laughs> like in the days of like like Randy Orton and Edge, teams like that where they would just throw them together and immediately boom, they're wiping yeah, the, out all the, the tags. The big show and everybody, Kane and everybody, except for yeah. the Undertaker. <laughs> but but that's the thing. It's not like they can't belong. Because yeah. you know they they just got together, and but if you're already teasing the breakup, then what are we doing here? Yeah, and then now everything is cool because we won. Like okay, well I guess. I just want to say I was just I just quickly looked at the um, AEW uh, Twitter page and their banner, and it has all their champions up there. The FTW Championship is not in that picture. That just also just gives you a little bit of uh, uh, irrelevancy to that title. So you know again. Th- th- Let's not use the narrative that Ricky already has something because that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. And and again, I think for the building of that tad team since Ricky was hurt, do y'all remember that? My right, neck injury. Yeah. yeah. Since Rhodes to the top, season one, <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> so his whole spiel of like, hey, I don't. I'm completely emotional. Wants to stay relevant. Put me on commentary. Let me do something. Still putting over his tag team partner, which beyond that, just being like a bias thing, it absolutely helped Hobbs and his stardom and his rise. And then they get back to going boots on the ground. It seems like this was the one. It really, 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 really did. And I think that they generate a lot of attention, a lot of heat. You know, when they when they came out at a forbidden door and it was in the Raptors, besides me popping for Sting, that was in the Raptors, by the way. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Um, they got a big pop, pop of booze, but it worked. You know what I mean? And it just seems like you said, if not then, then never. This is a statement a lot of people don't really say. It's not then, then, then when. That it doesn't even seem like a win now. It just seems like if not then, then never at this point. And it's again, it's just nothing taken away from the winners. I just think that this now just really shakes up it's the tag team time. division. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, that's I think what that's what jumped out at me is the timing of it all. Because mm. it because going into this match, it felt like the destination that they've been building to for months now is FTR collecting all the belts except the AEW tag titles, and that they would eventually face the Bucks, probably it all out, and that'd be like the match for all the marbles. And mm. I got a feeling that that's still what's going to happen. I think between now and then, those belts are going to get back to the Bucks, and I just don't have the confidence that Swerve and Keith Lee are going to be holding these belts for a big chunk of time. I got a feeling this is a blip on the radar. Notice who took ate the fall last night. You know, Ricky Starks took the loss. And was not get beat. So there's that. Right, right. So I mean, so they can immediately play the card of well, you know, you didn't beat us for the tag titles, and I I can't see a money a, a you know winner take all match happening between FTR and Swerving Strickland. <laughs> it just, it just Swerving Strickland, Swerving Keith Lee. That, yeah. that just, it doesn't, you know, it, it, that, that, that doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It doesn't so sell, it doesn't sell yeah. Blockbuster in Chicago because no. it's no. not, again, there's literally no disrespect towards Keith Lee and, 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 and Strickland. It's just, we know AEW. We, we know already, that audience. We know, we know that, what audience. that audience wants. It is we Chicago. Know what that audience wants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That match is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Tees 
and it yep. needs to be with the their biggest uh, uh sponsor athletes in the Bucks and FTR. So it, it's gotta it's gotta be that, and, and and it's sad that it's gotta be that because like it literally does just got to be that. That's literally the yeah. only match that has to has to has to happen. For yeah, that and show, that's, what, so. that's what killed me last night. It's like the match was awesome. The match was cool. I love Keith Lee. I love Shane Strickland. It was like, oh, damn, this is a neat, really neat damn moment. But then immediately it's just like, I don't see this lasting more in a couple weeks. And once that happens, what happens to those two guys? And that's, so I, that's I what I was about to ask. I would love to be proven wrong, but that's the vibe I got. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, it's mid-July. They probably got about a month with these belts. Then they got to start building all out. And once it comes time to build all out, I'm thinking those guys are not going to be champions no more. So yeah, that's that's my biggest takeaway from it. So we will see. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I, I just say this, you know, sometimes when you and I don't want to say waste, waste a title holding opportunity, because anytime you hold a title, you can't take that away from you. If you're a champion of any kind or you're a belt collector or you have that on your resume, I mean, you can't you take that waste, away. Though. But no, but 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 I don't want to say like, for example, when you have these little moments where you have these temporary holders, is that going to actually hurt Swerve and keep I mean, him after calling him a waste? I'm just saying. I, mean, I, 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 I don't mean to be a you know, I mean, fart on words. I, but. Listen, they get the accolade for being the first African-American AEW tag team champions. I saw that. Uh, tweeted out somewhere so they get the accolade for that indeed, they indeed. do get their first taste of gold re- regardless so they you know they get their moment and whatnot so you know i'm sure that that meant it means a lot to them but let's be honest now these are two world champion material wrestlers they have got to be thinking a bigger picture it's just how does that road look that's the biggest blur of them all I mean, not let's not let's not talk about that. But like, that's got to be the biggest blur of them all. But like, at least this is like a bit of confidence from the AEW management saying, like, "Hey, we got you on the radar." Here's so let yours. me ask this. Let me ask this. I'm gonna kick you back a, a, a moment. Wasn't Keith Lee the first person to be the double champion of the North American champion and NXT champion at the same yeah. time? Mm-hmm. I think and, he's the first double champion in NXT ever. Like in here. NXT ever, right? Now, granted, yeah. NXT is not the main roster. I get it, but that's a moment where you got to build up in the right way. Don't let AEW do the same fault that WWE did. Do you have confidence that AEW can do that? And I'm just putting that for Keith Lee by himself. And that moment I mean, was you literally huge. called him a transitional champion and went in a waste <laughs> spot. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, did. Go ahead, nah, listen, I think that given the opportunity, Keith can definitely run with it. It's not a question. You know, health pending um, and other, any other things that could come into play. You know, it, WWE is hard to, it's hard to say how did they drop the ball with that and whatnot. What the hell was going on with NXT at the time? We don't know what was going on with Triple H at the time. NXT 2.0 could have been loading up since then. So, like, it's hard to say. But we know when he had the moment, he made the moment. And when he had his moment on the main on the main roster, Royal Rumble, he makes the best of his moment. So, I think Survivor regardless of where you put him at, yeah, you put him in a moment, he has a moment. I, I, there's no doubt about that. Again, it's just the biggest blur is, <laughs> like, what does that mean for these two lovely African-Americans that want to be on a grand stage when it's convoluted with all these other folks that keep, uh, not keep lead that con has already kind of in order. We know, listen, punk is definitely the golden child right now. So it's after this punk and cowboy match happened, 
it's going to be the reign of Punk for a long time. Hate to say it, Punk losing that championship is going to look much like who's going to beat Roman. It's going to be one of the biggest things. And I can tell you right now, nobody we mentioned today is, is, is on that radar for who's going to do it. So it's just like, you know, bad time for the tag team division. I guess a good moment for them. But what's next for them? Question mark. Riddler. Like, liver, li, Riddler, Riddler level of <laughs> questions here. Can't figure this one out. <laughs> we might die before it happens. So who knows? Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the theme is savor the moment because it may be very fleeting in a couple of weeks. We will see. That's we transitional, see. right? I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, we will see. Time will tell. Let, let, let's see where we are in mid-August. Let's see where we are in mid-August. It's mid-July yeah. right now. Let's see where we are in a month. That's what yeah. I'm wondering. Hey, so. quick, 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 quick thing too. Um, um. Also, Seth, I know your phone's probably going crazy with all the Suns news happening. I just keep looking at my phone. Yeah. Yeah. You you didn't want them back. I mean, I, I want them back, but the fact is, don't play around with it. You want to pay them, pay them. Just yeah. You know, they, pay, just, they, they match they, the offer sheet. So, but yeah. they, they played it smart, though. I guess so, you know. Um, I was just going to say, I think, because <laughs> we like to do this on the show, we always like to say, you know, Swole was right. It's sad to say, but we might begin to a point where we start saying, well, that guy Maxwell Freeman was right. Because at this point now, you start thinking about the, the championship picture. Where would he exist in any of this right now? Literally, where, is he, where does he exist at all right now? As it is, it's been a damn month since he's been around. He, think back on that how hot he was for that one week when that pay per view happened, and how he has just fallen off the face of the planet since. I, I, so, you just again, when you start thinking, like, hey, I'm 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 I got the momentum going, where do you go? <laughs> Abyss, that's where you go because no one knows at this point. So, him and Sasha so in the same place. <laughs> him Sasha and Naomi, Naomi are hanging out somewhere there you go <laughs> now I'm done <laughs> All right, there you go so there's another event coming up in about two weeks that we haven't really touched on yet that is slowly percolating down in Nashville no we are not talking SummerSlam we are talking Ric Flair's last match that is going down and we don't know who Ric Flair is wrestling that's part of the story that we still do not know who Ric Flair is wrestling but there's a whole card slowly coming together, and uh, it's kind of interesting. There is a heck of an event being put together by uh, Conrad Thompson for this thing, and I don't know about the main event, but the rest of the show, I think, is very curious. Jamal was checking this out. Do you want to uh, kind of weigh in on yeah, some of the lineup? I have, I have the card. All right, let's um, get to I it. I have the card, and it's um, Kerry and Ricky Morton with Robert Gibson, uh, the Rock and Roll Express, versus Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. Um, you have David Richards and uh, Eddie Edwards, the American Wolves versus the Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, Ray Phoenix and Black Taurus versus uh, Laredo Kid and Bandito. But they're uh, wrestling under the AAA ban- uh, banner, so that, there's that. Uh, Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu for Impact World Title match. That should be interesting. Um, you have the Knockouts title uh, champion, uh, Jordan Grace versus Rachel Ellerin and Dion Perazzo. Uh, Killer Cross. With uh, Scarlett Bordeaux versus uh, Harry Smith, Clark Connor and Ren Narita from New Japan, uh, you know, they're going to be there. And the Von Erics versus Dim Boas, uh, the Briscoes. And then, of course, Ric Flair, to cap it all off, versus whomever. Can, we make, thought, predi- can we make predictions? Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, real quick, let's just throw one name out there. 
uh, was that Ric Flair, for whatever reason, is talking shit about Chris Jericho. <laughs> I don't know why that was, and I don't know why he did it, but Ric Flair at 8.34 p.m. last night during the Jericho segment of Dynamite tweeted uh, that Chris Jericho called himself a living legend. Uh, Ric Flair replies with a living legend in your own mind. Shawn Michaels want to be. Ric Flair never will be. Woo. <laughs> Where did you get that cheap suit? Not obvious. Obviously not from the suit maker that he name drops that I will not give a plug until they pay us. So <laughs> not bad at it though. Good good advertisement. No, we ain't doing that here. Uh, just saying the indie spotlight. But um I think it's interesting that out, out of all of Dynamite, you know, Flair decides to throw that out there versus Jericho. And then of course that gets you thinking that would actually be kind of an appropriate send off from somebody, maybe not necessarily on, on Flair's level as far as how much his um, his his shadow has cast. I mean, Flair has been wrestling. Um, he last beat Abraham Lincoln for the Illinois State Championship in 1863. So, uh, you know, it, it's crazy. Now, now he's you know, she's talking shit about Jericho, about being a legend, and I think it's interesting that AEW so far doesn't have a hand in this for whatever reason. Uh is there anything to make of this? Who knows? Now, of course, and then of course the question is, if not Jericho, then who would you like to see? Um, Jay Lethal has already thrown his name out there, and Rick Flair said, nah, sit down. Um, but <laughs> you know, who would you like to see versus Flair for his last match? And honestly, there really isn't anybody alive that I would want to see that could still do it. And I guess the only person that I could think of, and I wouldn't want to see it. But for the nostalgia's sake, it would be cool. Would be Sting, because I think mm. the Sting would be like the, a person on that level that would give him his best match. Because Sting right now is working better than Goldberg. Uh, Dallas Page you know, can't do it anymore. Ricky Steamboat can't do it anymore. You know, and, and so on. But maybe Sting. But then maybe it's some young guy that maybe you know that Flair just gives the rub to. Maybe it's like Nick Wayne or somebody like that that he just makes a fucking star. Um, I doubt it because Flair's an egomaniac. But all right, so let, let's just go around and let's just pick. Uh, I say Sting. Okay, I Sting's like Sting. a damn a Sting is a damn good, a good pick one. as far as like something realistic that could actually happen since he's actually doing stuff. And Jericho, the Jericho thing is probably just Flair fishing, thinking like you know, God, that'd be great if I could get Jericho since he's actually doing stuff. And it honestly wouldn't be a bad idea if they can make it happen, but. At this point, I'm almost wondering if Flair even has a definite opponent, if he's been trying to get opponents, and then people are just like, I ain't taking that chance of being in there with you in your damn 70s, and who knows what may happen out there, especially yeah. if they're doing a straight one-on-one -on -one match. When this was originally talked about, there was a lot of talk about it being like a, uh, a six-man tag or something, where it would just involve you know a couple spots or something, and it'd be like Flair and like, FTR against like the Rock and Roll Express and like Ricky Steamboat, I think was the first one talking about. But hell, that could work with Sting too. Like something like that would have been a lot more viable. I'm trying to think now outside of Sting. I like the idea of Jericho, but of course that would all be dependent on Tony Khan. Who else is there? That would it? I got one. I got one for you. I want to let you get yours. Well, I got one for you. Would it? You got you. I let you go. You want me to go? You want me to spill it? You, or? you go first. I want to hear yours. Jay Lethal. Yeah, he said well, no. He already told him no. Well, I, I think Jay Lethal still can do it, though. 
We're not saying he couldn't do it. He literally told him no, though. I, I, I'm, I'm still going to say, like, even though he said no in the beginning, I, I do think he's going to do it. But I think you could do it in an entertainer where it's a Ric Flair versus Ric Flair match. God, I, I, I love, I love, I hope Marcellus uh, don't, don't take them, them predictions to, uh, to the, uh, the gambling table. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just, it just hit me. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm surprised I didn't think of this sooner. Nick Aldis still has the ten pounds of gold. Does he? Does, does he? No, I think uh, I thought he lost it to Trevor Murdoch. No, yeah, it's Trevor Murdoch. You're right. Has it. You're right. I forget. See, got NWA so under my radar. But yeah. you're right. Trevor Murdoch has it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that match doesn't make as much. Nick Aldis, if he was still champ, I could have seen. But Trevor Murdoch, eh, probably not so much. But like one last shot for Flair at the NWA title, that would have like those pieces would have fit like, perfectly. Yeah, it ain't gonna yeah. work because he's gotta win, and then he has the championship, and then there's no, a he just problem. he just give it up, you know. He just be okay. But, I relinquish the title. <laughs> Flair should have gave up wrestling and look where we're at. There's no way he's gonna get the championship and say like, all right, well, we need you to hang it up now. That's no, okay. Now here, here's the real question: What's the over under on the time of this match? Six minutes. Oh, oh. I'm taking the over. I'm going over that. No, Flair going now. This is the five banger right here. I really like Sting, and that really just thrown me off. I know he's been trying to get other folks, and other folks are just like, I don't want to see that guy in the ring. Um, to me, I would just be, I don't know, man, because I know he wants to tell a story, but it has to be a surprise. But I know what he wants this? money. I know the he wants money. The match is going to go 35 minutes, and it's not because oh my God. of uh, – but it's the thing. It's not going to go 35 minutes because it's going to be 35 minutes of spots. This isn't Gresham versus Takeshita. This isn't a QT match. It's what six it, minutes of wrestling. Be, be? 29 minutes of laying down. There's going to be a lot of strutting. A lot of strutting. A lot, a lot of, of winning. I, 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 I actually do think it has got to be somebody. Like, it, Nick Aldis would be amazing because somebody who can legitimately protect I think you need him. a bigger name than Aldis. Sure. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I was only saying Alice if he was. Champ. I think you want a bigger. All right. So, so yeah. No, hold I on. Mean, let's, let's, right, because we're talking like Sting. Oh, let me get it. Sting. Uh, you know Jericho, and I can't think of too many guys on that level that are doing it right now. Hell, maybe somebody from Japan, but I don't know who's alive. Yeah, and, and again, I think, it. and I think, I, I think with Flair, there has to be like a. Uh, first of all, he's definitely coming out with the Migos. Like, I'm just letting y'all know. Like, you heard it here first. He, the Migos will be walking that dude to ring. Oh, I know that. Was, I know what my prediction was going to be. My prediction was going to be Andrade. Would he have that oh. be his last match? His that's why I was thinking about the younger guy that, that he could put over. I forgot Andrade. That would if he's going to put over a younger guy. That's probably it. Yeah, and I, Andrade can use the rub because Lord knows yeah. whatever is going on in AEW. Pur- purgatory. It's a lot of people hanging out there right now. I mean, um, I can't see him because there's too many people at the top. So yeah, uh, Andrade would be cool. Honestly, I think Charlotte would be cool just from a nostalgia standpoint. Um, first time I saw Charlotte was on WCW when she was like 14, um, <laughs> and then for her to come through. And granted, like it or not, for what her accomplishments were. It is an intergender match. Uh, you know, he doesn't need to put her over. There are no real winners or losers there. I, I yeah. think it could work uh, for a lot of different reasons. Also but, can't work because contract and I believe. Is she hurt? I, she, I don't know. She's on her way to get. She's on her honeymoon, move, right? Something. I, like yeah, I, I think, yeah. Has I mean, let, realistically, somebody that's not signed to WWE, somebody that's clearly 
can be a name, clearly somebody that has story time. I, I think Sting has to be the perfect song, but I think Sting would not be open to doing it. But also maybe Sting would be open to doing it if the price is right, because Sting is not shy away from getting independent money on the side, although he has his AEW contract. But I'm I'm thinking like, who else could it be? Could it be somebody like Shane McMahon? Some something wild uh, like that. No, Shane. Not I mean, do. that would be fine, but I would need somebody that you, that's going to give you thirty minutes. Listen, can, t- can take her do it. No, no, no. Or Goldberg. No, I tell yeah. you what. Though, real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Before two weeks ago, if we had to ask this, I would have said Logan Paul, hands down. Yeah. Hands down. Anyone with anyone with a legends deal isn't doing it. Yeah, before he signed the WWE, Logan Paul, a huge Rick name. Flair versus Bad Bunny. Book it. <laughs> Listen, know. that's that's got to be where he feels he's he's at celebrity wise. He has to think that. And you know, hey, isn't Terminus gonna have uh uh um Baron Black versus uh Lil Scrappy? Um no, that's at a different show. Oh, okay. It is, um, it is uh, Baron Black versus Little Scrappy because you know that. Baron Black already took on Pastor Troy, so because because <laughs> because Atlanta, Atlanta's going to do what Atlanta's going to do. Listen, so. I need that. I need all of that. So when they get to Houston, all of UGK showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Our prediction. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sting is the obvious uh, choice. I don't know who you can get somebody of that prestige. It's about prestige, and that's what that's what Flair has been about. Flair's always been about prestige. Because didn't he ask, didn't he call out Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at first? And, and, and Ricky said, nah, I'm good. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not doing Steamboat it, no. was the very first name I heard being talked about. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Heck, unless they bring uh, us. I believe it's the 21st. Um, it's the 31st. Yeah, so 31st. It's, it's, it's SummerSlam up. weekend. Yeah, it's SummerSlam coming, weekend. in Nashville. You know, so. The one other possibility looking at the card now, I wouldn't be shocked. If Ricky Morton did double duty, Ricky Morton opens the show with a tag match, comes back at the end, does one-on-one with Flair. That might be their emergency plan if they got nothing else. At least it's someone Flair has a history with. Listen, Andrade and is definitely going to say yes. Yeah. So that's literally his backup plan, no matter what. That That's already solidified there, you know. Um, so we'll see. Or maybe, you know, I ain't going to say that. Maybe like, it's Brett. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if we're if we, if we grasping straws... Okay. Okay. You know what? Let we should just end the show, and we're going to end the show with this. Uh, the Starcast official after party uh, features Ric Flair and DJ Who Kid. So, <laughs> Migos will be in the building. If you if you don't understand what that means, it's a good idea to get the hell out of Nashville when the show ends. But if you understand what that means, it's going down at the fairgrounds in, in Nashville, uh, July thirtieth. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> good one. Oh my God! Listen, I don't know who had a more savage tweet, but between Flair and Mickey Rourke, Rourke uh, who uh, called out uh, Tom Cruise for saying he's irrelevant for doing the same part for thirty years, and he don't got a respect for it. Yeah, oh listen, these, these OGs out here, they they they're, they're choosing violence, man. Twitter fingers are the utmost max. So who knows what's going to happen once we go off air tonight? <laughs> There we go. Well, I guess it's another week in the books, gentlemen. Any final thoughts on anything? We didn't Carlito mention Mr. Anderson. Andrade with Ric Flair in Puerto Rico. Can, it can gets Mr. weird. Anderson. It just gets weird. <laughs> can Mr. Anderson be a part of Ric Flair's match? Is he, is he not so. in jail? Jail? 
Yeah, didn't he um like defraud his um students at the thing? He's like wanted in Minnesota for like um uh, fraud charges. Uh oh. Oh, I didn't hear Uh-oh. about this. Uh oh. Uh oh. I mean, oh, you know, he'll be there. Rip. rip. <laughs> if he can make bail, he'll be there. At this point, I think I'm just curious to see if they even announce anyone before the show or if they just do like a mystery deal that night. Listen, whoever comes out, comes out. Listen, I this is what I was thinking about. Now it just clicked back to me. I swear my, my choices was Andrade, um, but my secondary decision, um, besides something very wild, I was thinking like celebrity, but again, Logan Paul, if he hadn't been signed. What if, just what if, and this is probably for good reason they don't promote it, what if it's Hogan? I thought about that, but I don't. I, I don't think Hogan can go anymore. Yeah, I think his hips too damn destroyed. If it's Hogan, he ain't leaving his feet. No. That's what it have to be. If it's is Hogan, he's leaving his feet anyway. Is anybody leaving their feet? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no. We're doing a stand up in one, two, three. I win. Ric Flair doing a four fifty off the top rope, calling right now. Duh. Flair gonna yeah, do that. Get, get his casket ready. Get his casket ready. Flair gonna oh, try see, that see, damn flip in the I ain't wishing that one nobody. Here we there go. Sellers is out here. Wow, we do not condone as a brand uh, the, the the statements of Sellers. Sellers <laughs> is out here calling it the Ric Flair match and ambulance match in advance. I'm just saying that's not what that's not what we're saying. No Six gimmick. Minutes. No Six gimmick. Minutes. No. Oh, night. No, oh, three sixes up. Oh, oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> we better call Let's it. Go home. Let's go home. Go home. Time to go home before he gets the same more trouble. All right, folks. At Big Gold Belt on all the social medias, whether it's Instagram, Twitter. Uh, is there a Twitch channel yet? Two James. It's Big Gold Belt on yeah, it Twitch. It is all over, all over this, except for TikTok. We're not there or uh, Snapchat, none of that. Right, but, right. Uh, I was thinking of TikTok. I knew there was Twitch. Yeah, there you yeah, go. At yeah. Big Gold Belt on all social media, yeah. of course. Big Bolt, yeah, BigGoldBelt.com for all your news and folks. Another week, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. We are here. We will be back next week. We're on the road to SummerSlam, and I guess all out down the road and. All kinds of events happening in the wrestling world. So stay safe, folks. Stay cool this summer. And we will see you again next week.